Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning, Karen. My name is Martel. I think he said welcome enough for the both of us. So I'll spare you my extra good mornings. But hi, my name is Karen Hufford, otherwise known as Queen K. And whenever you choose to listen to this, I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm very excited about our topic today. Martel, I'm very jealous that you had a whole jam session without me, though. Why didn't you include me prior to this? You, he was blasting. You have been in for the last 30 minutes. You just never turn on anything. I don't know if you were at the I literally, I literally couldn't hear anything. I could not hear a single thing. So uh, it's actually your mm. <laughs> Well, um, take a look at this. I got a second camera. I'm testing out some stuff. Do you see it? Second camera is, is not not crystal clear. I can see it, but it's not crystal clear, just by the way. <laughs> okay, well, look, <laughs> today's episode, um, episode number 54 of the Young and Anointed podcast, and we are talking about content. What does it mean? What does it mean? What are the characteristics of contentment? Is it a real thing? Does that mean you need to just abandon everything else? Content. That's the time today. So the song, I don't know if you guys have heard this song that was playing at the beginning. Um, it's called Gyra. And um, in that song, it has some, some great lyrics. Um, that go right along with our topic. It says, there's one part that says, you are, you are gyra, you are gyra, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. You are gyra, you are enough. Forever enough, always enough, more than enough. Just so, read the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it goes perfect for what we're gonna talk about today and the scriptures that go along with we're talking about today so let's jump into it Karen, beautiful um in the description of this episode i posed a few questions okay some some compelling questions that might get some people thinking okay all right all right let's and hear so it. one of those questions was um what is what is it, what does it mean to be content? Easy one. Okay. 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 Ooh. When I think of the word content, I think of. Oh man, I started spiraling for a second. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to it. So content means to be 
satisfied with the circumstances. At first I was going to say happy, but contentment doesn't always look like you're happy with the circumstances, but you're, you are satisfied with surrendering control over the outcome or how a situation will play out. Right. And I, I think that contentment can eventually lead to happiness, but I think it's just being okay with where you're at acceptance. I think when I think of contentment, I think of acceptance and I'm sure Mm. we'll get to it later, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay where you are. You're just accepting that where you are is still an optimal place for growth, not a good place. It could also be a bad place, but just knowing that the outcome isn't up to you. It's really up to your creator. That's what I think of content as. Got you. I know uh, the other day we were talking about this topic and you were saying when I asked you about contentment, you described it as being open-minded and having open hands. Mm -hmm. Open. Mm -hmm. Could you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. So I feel like when I was saying that, I was thinking about like receptivity and being receptive to understanding that you may not possess all the the perspectives that uh, getting a scratching sound. Do you hear that? I do not. Okay. Okay. I'll keep talking. It stopped. But um, uh, just being receptive to um, understanding that you may not have all the perspectives that it takes to actually apply to a situation to yield the best outcome. So I, I feel like when I was talking about that, I was reflecting on how um, in general, I've been thinking about content um, and really just understanding that that means being open. That doesn't mean you have to accept where you're at or you know stop growing, but just being receptive to all the interpretations that could come from a different situation and thinking about what it means to be open-minded to the lessons that may come from a specific circumstance that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. Got you. Okay. So walking through contentment, um, I think I definitely agree with this because so I was looking at this word too and I didn't have or I was looking for this word in the Bible. I was looking for how it was being used and I saw it in a few different places. Now I've come into, there's been kind of like a conflict with this word because when you talk to someone who is ambitious, when you talk to somebody who's, you know, actively going for something, who sets goals and they make plans to achieve these goals. um, When you say content, some people might, you know, be a little offset from that because it's like, wait a minute, how can I be content and be going after my, you know, my goals. How can I be content and going after my dreams? How do those actually go together? If I'm content, does that mean that I'm just sitting here and just happy with whatever happens? Am I the, you know, the, the poor monk who just is just happy with being poor and just peaceful all the time? Or does it mean that, okay, I shouldn't be going for anything because I should be happy with what I have now and shouldn't expect anything more from it? You know, like my situation might suck. You know, I I actually hate every single day, but I should be content here because, you know, it says that I should be content. Everything will be 
taken care of, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm satisfied. I'm not going to go for anything. I don't need to go do anything extra because, you know, I should just be happy with what I have right here all the time. And I think when you, when you think in that way, I think you completely miss it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> because, you know, there's, there's some people who might say like, oh, well, you know what? Y'all don't know nothing. <laughs> you and this Queen K, y'all too young to have been through anything uh, to actually tell me about the struggles uh, of life uh. or be able to tell me about what contentment actually is. Because, mm. you know, you're young. You know, you still have time to, to dream. You still have time to go over after everything. Actually, it, it really irritated me because uh, maybe a few weeks ago, someone had someone was actually talking like this. And I, for some people, you mm. might be hearing me. You might be like, okay, that's crazy. Nobody's actually going to be thinking that. But I was literally talking to someone, and they were saying these things. Mm. <laughs> and it, it just completely blew me away. So my follow-up question to him was like, okay, so at what age or at what point in life do I give up on my dreams and do I stop no. desiring for anything more and do I just sit <laughs> stuck and don't do anything else? Tell me that. And then that's what they went to guard tell me that, well, you know, I'm young and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I just feel like if we're reading the same Bible, we're talking about a God who supplies all of our needs, a God who is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need abound in every good work, a God that will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Um, I feel like we can't be talking about the same one. If content for you means I don't, I don't want anything anymore. So it was interesting because like um, for me, it's like content. Yes, you are, you, you, you are. Content for me is being confident that God, God really is enough. Just like the song was saying. Because if God is enough, then no matter what's going on, and if, the, if God is enough, then that means that his word is true, right? If God is enough, then that means that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. That means that if I'm in this situation in my or in my grave, I know that it's working for me regardless. So mm -hmm. I, can, I can be confident and I can be comfortable knowing that whatever is happening is going to work out. That's what I think of when I do content. Hey, Martel, um, I can no longer hear you. Okay, give me one second. Okay. All right. So as he's <laughs> as he's fixing that, I, I think that um, in general. Content is a very, very complex spiritual skill to master because it's something that's relative to your state. And as we were kind of reflecting on this the other day, um, I was telling Martel that like I feel like there's no 
right or wrong way to achieve content in a specific area, especially when it's it's a faith thing. It's a faith thing. And anything that's faith related is going to require a battle to not only like achieve, but to maintain. It's not something that you achieve like one time and then it just continues throughout all your other trials and tribulations. I feel like what I've learned and Martel was kind of saying this is that it kind of goes a little bit against ambition, at least the ambition that we know right now. I'm sure like our our different flavors of ambition will change throughout our lives. But just thinking about how those two things will kind of interplay in a sense and kind of mesh and meld with one another is really, really important to understand. So when we break down content um, individually, I feel like we both kind of, we both kind of have some, some common themes that like kind of cross over from our definitions. I'm definitely going to kind of pick your brain about that a little bit more, but just thinking about how content has played out in my life. It's really, it's really dug its teeth into me into thinking about how um, sometimes I can't appreciate where I'm at. And with learning content, that's helped me to appreciate where I'm at. And I feel like I mentioned this in the most, the most recent episode last week, um, but just thinking about what content can teach you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you, you have to forego your goals or you have to be less intense in, in, your, in your drivenness and your ambition. But what it does mean is that you surrender control over the outcome. You can make plans all you want, but if you are not in agreement with who you say you are called to serve, it might it might not teach you everything that it was meant to. It might not be as dense or as as honestly as nutrient dense. I hate to relate it to food, but it may not be as nutrient dense as it was meant to be. Um, I think that contentment is, is meant to teach you that you are supposed to rely on God, not your own understanding. Um, Martel, I was just kind of reflecting about what contentment has taught me. And I was about to kind of take a look at some Bible verses. And one that kind of stood out to me as I was like thinking about content, as I've been studying it, is Isaiah 55, 9. I'm reading from the NIV version. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I feel like in general, I've developed a really intimate relationship with just the the biblical text in general this year but this one amongst many really hit me just because thinking about how contentment means you have surrendered control right over the outcome and if you have surrendered control of the outcome you understand that you may not have all the necessary factors that would be required to make a sound decision for the next steps in your life you may know the next step but you don't know the next 10 steps 10 steps and God knows the next 10 steps, 20 steps, 30 steps, 40 steps. And when you surrender to his understanding and forego yours, you can be content with the outcome because you don't know everything. I actually find peace and contentment that there's no way that I can actually know everything that's needed to heal properly, that's needed to forgive properly or on an expedited timeline. I don't know everything. There's actually peace in that. And that actually has served its purpose when it comes to calming my anxiety quite a bit. So that's kind of my reflection on what everything Martel was saying, as well as just a Bible verse I was gravitating towards when it came to contentment. I think he and I both built a healthy list of verses to pull from, but that was just kind of one that I gravitated towards when I think about contentment. So tell me about being ambitious and content. How does that relationship work? Oh my gosh. I think 
it's a constant battle. I kind of want to relate it to yin and yang, but I don't really necessarily understand yin and yang, so I won't pull on that entirely. But they work, they work together, and sometimes one needs to be more present than the other in certain situations because I think that that ambition is very, very, very applicable when it comes to checking your laziness, right? I feel like sometimes people, people and myself can actually mislabel contentment for laziness or fear and using that mm-hmm. as an excuse to stay where you're at, where sometimes you need the ambition to take over. Um, so I, I think that that relationship is more of a dynamic. I think that they they hold each other accountable, but also one sometimes may be more present than the other. And sometimes that's necessary, depending on the situation that it needs to be applied in. What do you think? I think it goes along with, well, I think the, I think the Bible makes sense. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I like, agree. Good. I think, I think the Bible makes sense. So it's like you, you give us in the beginning, he gives us the purpose. He says, you know, we're supposed to be fruitful. We're both supposed to multiply, um, meaning that we're supposed to, you know, spread the word. We're supposed to spread the kingdom throughout the planet. And so I think to do that, to actually be fulfilling the purpose for our, our existence, we have to be a little ambitious to do something like that. Like you, you can't not, you can't just be settled and sitting and doing nothing to actually mm-hmm. effectively do that. And to, mm-hmm. you know, increase your impact or to actually be as effective as possible using the gifts that you have, you need to move. You have to do something. Mm-hmm. You have to use the actual gifts. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, pair that with contentment, it's like, okay, I'm content with the situation. I'm content knowing that God's got my back. I know I'm content knowing that God's got this thing taken care of. I'm ambitious though, because I am going to fulfill this purpose. I am going to do everything that I can to do this. I'm going to pray to ask for what I need to do next. And I'm going to trust that my next move is guided by God. My steps are made straight and God is my place of refuge if I need to be taken care of, like if something's going wrong. And so I'm content in knowing that. And so I can have peace in moving forward and I can have confidence moving forward as well. You know, you go back to like the beginning of Psalms when uh, David was being chased down and, you know, they were about, they were trying to kill him. He was praying. He was praising God. He was also <laughs> <laughs> like it was funny because it was like there was one side of him and, and it'll be in the same in, in the same chapter it'll be like one side he's like i want you to step on all of these fools who keep trying to get me i need you to just straight up dance on these fools because they crazy and they keep trying to kill me but then the other side he'll be like god i know you got me taken care of you are my place of refuge. Uh, you know, my roots, you know, if, you, if those who trust in you is a, like a str- like a tree planted next to a stream. Roots is always being watered. We're getting taken care of. Things are happening for me. So I'm going to keep moving because I know you've got me. My path is made straight because of you. So I can be content even in this circumstance, even in this circumstance where they're trying to kill me. I can be content in this. You know what? I think that put frankly, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think put frankly that being content means to release concern over things that you have honestly no business (laughs) being concerned over. And I I think that, I think that um, 
man has a a pretty decorated history of being concerned and meddling in things that we really have no business meddling in and yeah. it honestly includes things that we think that we have control over like we we navigate and plan our lives as if we have control over every everything and that's not necessarily true and i think that contentment kind of reminds you to kind of check yourself and remember what you actually have dominion over um which is honestly not much <laughs> not much when you when you think about how we we how we plan and we make these big audacious plans and we set scary goals and like yes not to say that you shouldn't set those but understanding that the outcome and the timeline is not always up to you and i, I think that being content means that releasing releasing concern in general and i've i've seen that a lot of people who tend to release control over certain things won't stress and harp over things that they have no control over. I think it's insanity to, to think that you have control over everything and then stress over everything and then work insanely to change the outcome that you don't really have control over. Um, you know what? Yeah, I, Karen, I think that's com it's really complex. You said what? You, while you were saying that, it made me think. Um, so we do we set goals and things we we try to hit these big marks mm -hmm. we might be focused on the actual outcome the actual mm -hmm. achieving of the goal like seeing the thing happen god would have to be more concerned about the process the becoming mm -hmm. of it the becoming mm -hmm. in that process of going towards the thing and you said you said it yesterday and i thought this was profound <laughs> you said ambition is focus i'm like oh snap because think about it if i'm you know say i'm ambitiously going after my goals that means that i'm just focusing more on them that means that i'm just you know using choosing deliberately choosing to move the other things out of the way so that i can focus my energy mm -hmm. and attention in this direction mm -hmm. that's being ambitious you know, I'm, I'm and I'm I'm going for something that, you know, might be by my perspective, might seem like a little bit harder to reach or, or higher up or something. But my ambition, me being ambitious about it, is just having a having a laser focus on in that thing. Mm -hmm. And so if we are to become the type of creatures that fit in to this heavenly kingdom and we don't know what our our path the, the the end of our path looks like we don't know what's all is happening around us we don't know how all the pieces work together because that's not in our control mm -hmm. but we can set goals we can go after things we can try to improve because in the process we might become the creature that god can use for his purpose because it says it says mm -hmm. that he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and his purposes. And so if we focus on that, then we know that it's not ours. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't know enough. <laughs> nope. And we, we can be used in greater ways if we focus on, if we are ambitiously moving towards the things that'll make us better and not so much being concerned about, you know, the exact end, the exact point that we would like to see the more focused on who we become in the process, the value that we now can bring because of the, what we've gone through, we can be used in greater ways. Content. 
So at the end of it, if I don't see, you know, maybe I set a goal to make a million dollars in the next three days. And in three days, I don't make a million dollars. There's I might Oops. not know why I didn't make it. I might not understand it. I might fully be convinced that it should happen. And I am I am capable of it. But we all know and we have all run into this. There are unknown unknowns mm. and a lot of things. And it's like, you don't know everything that's going to happen. You might you might have the, the greatest marketing strategy on the planet. You might make a million offers, but you can't control the person saying yes. That's nope. not in your control. But what you can do is you can go to another person and make the offer to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you can do that a hundred more mm -hmm. times until someone says yes. That's what you yep. control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so... Letting, letting, letting the, letting the things out of our control not be our concern, it, it makes you more content. And then you pair that with some gratitude. Oh man, you dangerous. <laughs> you can't be stopped at that point because if I'm focused on the end game so much, the big picture, the goal that I set for myself, and I don't achieve it, and I'm not happy with the process, and I'm not happy with anything because I'm, I was looking for this, and this happened, or I was trying to go to this place, and I ended up over here. I will never be content. I can't mm -hmm. because I'm trying to control too much. I'm trying to control things that are literally out of my control. Yep. Yep. Makes no sense. It makes no sense to worry over things that you have no control over. And I, I say that intently, but I also say that to myself because like, it's so easy to get just hung up on things that you think you can control. And then you're like, well, why haven't I achieved this goal yet? It's like, okay, but you spent all of your attention worrying or focused on the outcome when that wasn't the point. You missed the mark when you're focused on the outcome. Not to say that you shouldn't set goals, but you shouldn't marry yourself to the outcome. You should marry yourself to the process of becoming that person you need to be to bring that outcome from the process. You see what I'm saying? And I, I think that so many people, myself included, can tend to get lost in the outcome. And then when you don't reach a goal or you fall short, you fall short and you gave it the best that you have, right? You can be so married to the outcome that you forgot to celebrate the person that you became in the process, which is actually more important. The, po the, the point is that, is that you brought your ability to be a good steward of more so that you can achieve more you may not necessarily have the more that you want right now but eventually you will get there because you've mastered accomplishing the becoming of the person that you need to be to withstand that you see what i'm saying i try to like say it slowly so that it makes sense yeah okay great great glad i captured that. so karen how do you so tell me practically how do you deal with disappointment how do you deal with like pain? What if I'm praying all the time about this thing, this goal that I have, I've been praying about it. It didn't happen. I'm mm -hmm. upset. I, I think that um, you have to beat yourself up for being upset. I think that you get to be upset, but it's about what, what you do with those emotions afterwards. So I, I, I think that, you know, grieving over, you know, lack of achievement isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just bad if you stay there. It's bad if you dwell in that disappointment, right? 
So I think that you should take a step back, acknowledge some areas where you could have done better, but also acknowledge the areas where you've done well and acknowledge the areas where you think you had control and then pray on that because sometimes it can be really difficult to sift out what God is trying to teach you when you fall short of something. Like when you are absolutely sure that you gave it the best that you had, like there's no reason why you couldn't have achieved this goal, right? You should honestly pray about the timeline because honestly it's, I'm not saying not to set goals, but it's, it's really, really, it can get messy and murky when you start to assign timelines to things when you really don't even have control of how much time you have on this planet. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that you can be disappointed. I think that you should reflect and celebrate where you can, but also acknowledge areas where you can grow and then pray and meditate on that because it's not that God doesn't want you to succeed. It's that he wants you to succeed on his timeline because there are things that he doesn't want you to miss on this path that you're on, if that's the right path. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of reflecting yeah. prayer. <laughs> I think um, you, I feel like a couple of days ago or recently you asked me the same question. And I, I think, like I said, contentment is relative. Um, say this is like, you know, the fourth time that you failed at this specific thing. And you're just like, I don't understand what I'm missing here. That doesn't always mean you should change course. Sometimes it just means you should change how you walk. And I was thinking about this this morning, like, when we say the word walk, you know, there's different things. There's different ways you can walk. You can walk fast. You can walk slow. You can walk sloppily. You can walk lazily. You can walk triumphantly. But the point is, is that you're walking, right? But there are different ways to do one thing, and that is walk, right? So if you're walking around along this path of achieving a goal and, you know, you're walking triumphantly, like, you know, with your chest high and everything else, but the problem may be that your chest is high in your own pride and not in who you belong to you know so sometimes it's about mm. changing changing the demeanor that you execute in if that makes sense i don't know if i answered the question i feel like i started to trail off but does that make sense so let me break down kind of what you said and you know let me know if i'm missing something you pretty much cool. said so the question was if i how do i deal with disappointment how do I dis how do I deal with disappointment? How do I deal with the pain of of setting something and not achieving it? How do I deal with I prayed for this and I don't see it? Pretty much you said you have the room, the space to be disappointed. That's not it's not a bad thing for you to be upset about what it is that you went through. It was not it's not a bad thing to be upset that the thing didn't happen. Maybe you did work really hard towards it. You know, maybe you really set out and you can you can honestly say that you gave it everything and you didn't get it. It's okay to be a little upset about that. But you said the next step to that was taking inventory of the situation in its entirety. Okay, what could you control and what could you not control? Like what was actually in your control to do? And since you did, you if you did do what you were supposed to do, pray about it. If you did do everything that you thought was right to do, pray about it. And the things that were out of your control, you need to get, let those things be what they are because they weren't in your control in the first place. So 
what you were doing is great, but you were not going to control that outcome. So you have to release that. And then what you also were talking about was really sitting down with God, praying, reading the word, figuring out if what you what you had was in alignment with his will in the first place. OK, so this did it even make sense for me to be going after this thing <laughs> and then focus and then remembering like that the, the process of, of becoming who did I become in this process and what does that mean now? Where do I go from here? How do I react now that this has happened? Okay. Did I become better or did I become worse? Did the things that I did to make, to get to this thing, make me a better person or a worse person? Am I more generous or am I less generous? Am I more loving? Am I less loving? Am I more of the type of creature that God would want me to be or am I not? And so dealing with disappointment means checking reflecting reflecting on you reflecting on the situation and then making sure you phoned your friend in god <laughs> to get everything straight from that point forward is that right that's it that's it that's all <laughs> nice the, job good job a plus for you look i really do try to listen <laughs> You did you did a good job because I said a lot. So I'm proud of you. Good job. And so like, all right, so let's flip it. Let's flip it a little bit. Um okay. things are going. Okay, so we talked about like disappointment. All right. Now mm -hmm. there's there's a lot more that can be said though about when you pray and things and you feel like things don't happen. But that's mm -hmm. That's another. That's a whole different episode because I think there's a lot that goes into that, and there's a and it's. And I think the root of it is like a a wrong motives and perspective. Mm. Motives and perspective can get you into a lot of icky places, <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's for another day. But um, contentment. Talking about contentment again. So things are going bad. We know what to do. Things are going great. We feel okay. But in every circumstance, full every, on contentment. How do I feel like how do you how do you like maintain a sense of contentment? Like no matter what's going on, like even if everything is going great. Is it the same process? Is it because I, I and, and you know maybe this is maybe this doesn't relate to anybody else, but like I know that when things are going very well, it's easier to not get into the Bible. It's easier not to be praying all the time. It's it's yep. it's a little bit more difficult to keep that same routine, because when things are going when things are going wrong, you're just like, all right, Lord, I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. I need some help here. Things are going great. You're like, all right, cool. Thanks, Jesus. And then keep it rolling. So content. Content, content, content. I don't think it looks the same. I, I think it's definitely like, like you said, it's easier to like, you know, be grateful and actually, so hold on. Sorry, I'm reverse that. It's easier to 
you know, go to God when things are going wrong to like, you know, seek clarity. But when things are going well and you feel like I got all the clarity I need, you may not feel the necessary dire need to go and consult your father. Right. But I think when things are going really well, that's when you dive into the positive practices of remembering how good God is and, and being gratuitous for the things that you have and developing a muscle of celebrating where you are. And I think that when you develop that muscle, it's easier when the weight gets heavier to start to celebrate the smaller things because you, you already know how to lift the weights of the easy things. Now this is where your muscle is actually going to develop. This is where the muscle fibers are going to actually start tearing because you're developing the strength to continue to be gratuitous and call on God and re remain content. And like I said, it's a state of being. It's not something that like, you know, you achieve and then like you're always content for the rest of your life. But it's it takes active work to maintain even when things get a little bit dark. And I kind of think of I kind of think of it as like a coat in a cold situation. It's so like right now it's sunny. It is sunny right now where I'm at. I'm inside with with the heat on. 68 degrees <laughs> but when I step outside I need a little bit more coverage because those are more harsh conditions that I'm going to have to weather that my body my body on its own cannot maintain so I'm going to have mm -hmm. to cover myself with something else to be an extra layer of protection to protect me from the outside conditions and for me, in this scenario, we're going to switch a little bit. That is content. Content is what's going to cover you when the conditions get a little bit harsher, when the terrain gets a little bit rougher. And being able to understand like, hey, I should develop this muscle or go get something that's going to help me develop this muscle so that when these, when these hard times come and these cold, harsh winds are blowing over your life, you're going to need to dive into them. Um, so yeah, I, I agree that it's a lot easier, but the process looks a little bit different in terms of maintaining that state. It's kind of like charging a phone. If the battery is charged, mm -hmm. there's no need to plug it in. But when it's on low and you need a charger and you can't find a charger, you're going to have to figure out how to you know, continue to communicate um, when your energy is a little bit lower. So you know I definitely think it looks a lot different. It's not the same at all. You know what's funny? It's um, We didn't we're not going to, okay, that's not, that's not this episode, but in both of those two scenarios, if you, because if we think, if we put that into the same situation with everything else that we pray about, if I go outside and it is 10 degrees outside and I do not have a coat and then I sit there and pray, God, please make it warm. <laughs> when I have a coat inside <laughs> or I could go inside. God might say, hey, look, there's the door. <laughs> Go there. It's warm. But we're, su we're stuck outside. It's stubborn. Hey, look, God, just change the weather. I need it to be at least 80 and sunny <laughs> out here because <laughs> I'm Please. trying to go to the beach. <laughs> but that's not in the plans. You don't know why it's cold right now. And it's supposed to be cold right now. But it's supposed there to be. Are... It's, it is the season of winter. It's cold. It's you knew this was coming. Every year, <laughs> you know yeah. that when <laughs> I like that analogy. That's I like that. It's like nope, the season is changing because it's supposed to. And he and he already made the way for you so that you yep. don't have to suffer in it. Mm -hmm. You just didn't pick up the coat. 
You just didn't pick up the code. <laughs> I hope that doesn't go over anybody. That was that's the game right there. That's it. Go that's pick it. up your code. Um, <laughs> but success, failure, contentment, motives, focus. If you are completely killing the game, I think if that even then, even if you're killing it, you can't be too attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Say you got the goal. Say you got the goal and you are just you've been just on a roll, just knocking down every single thing, just achieving every single thing that you set out to do. If you're still if you're too if you, if success makes you too attached to the outcome, then the outcome can break you. The, oh my gosh. Your focus and and your intention, your your focus has changed from the process, from the becoming, to mm-hmm. the actual outcome of it, to mm-hmm. the fully the outcome of it. And so then, when you lose, you don't know what to do. You acting up, you acting a fool. You know, I remember it's like it's like being a little kid. Like I would. I would play video games with like my sister and, and brother, right? And I'm like really good at Xbox. Like I will go and just mop so the floor. Good at it. <laughs> like I will completely, I'm going on a roll. Like I'm 20 and 0 right now. But then I'll start messing around with something and then I lose one game and I'm completely upset. I'm completely upset. Like I'm talking throwing fits. <laughs> like I'm like, Goodness. Because, you know, you win 20 times and then if that person wins one time, they are going to celebrate. There's just no way that they <laughs> that they won't. <laughs> they're going to be really happy that they got that win and they're going to be like, yup, I told you I was going to beat you, <laughs> you know, oh, and they start right. playing all these games to get in on your nerves. And it's like I I would completely forget that I just won 20 times. I'm not content with it. <laughs> I am not happy. The fact that I've won 20 times, you Need to never win at all. <laughs> when L means that I am all of a sudden not good. And so it's the same thing. It's the same thing when you read about contentment in the Bible. It's like, okay, what what did happen during this scenario? What was what was in my control? Um, what actually happened? What was I capable of doing? And what's okay? Because I I don't understand everything. I can take it out. <laughs> I am still very much better than both of these losers. <laughs> Goodness. Look at you the facts. <laughs> but that one L should not be able to shake me so much. Because that one L, I mean, if, if it does shake me that much, that means that my focus is in the wrong spot. And yep. you can take that and run it with it in every other scenario in life, I think. You can. I agree. You definitely that's that's definitely applicable to a lot of things. Thank you for your for your wise example of video games. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. And mentioning that though, I also realized that I've had the same pattern <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> Which pattern? The video game pattern? The, the pattern of doing really well, and then as soon as I don't do well, being stuck on not doing well and forgetting about everything else. Oh, that's 
a vicious pattern. And I'm the same. I'm definitely the same. <laughs> Let me tell you, y'all, it is it is a, not a good place to be in. It is incredibly self-destructive to forget how far you've come. And I honestly, this is why I love like um, one of one of the things that I, I have the gift and the pleasure of doing is um, coaching track at the high school that we both went to. And those athletes teach me so much about just how you really have to remember just where you're at is a good place. Every, every athlete that I have coming out right now um, is technically in um, preseason training. So like the season hasn't even started yet. And sometimes they'll like, you know, come up to me and they're like, you know, panicking about how they're doing. And I'm like, the point is, is that you're here. You recognize like not even the full team is here, but you showed up today. You showed up today. Remember how big of an achievement that is. And you've just forgot how big of an achievement it is because it's just it's just routine to you. Showing up and giving my time to track practice after school is normal to you. You're forgetting how abnormal that is right now in the season that you're in. The track season hasn't started yet. <laughs> it hasn't started yet. So just like for where you're at right now and what your goals are, you are still okay. You are doing really, really well. And telling them that also reminds me to like what I'm doing. I'm still doing pretty good. You know, like I'm able to, I'm able to give back. I'm able to do a lot of things and granted it's not exactly where I want to be, but this is exactly where I need to be right now. There's a difference. I'm exactly where I need to be. It's not where I want to be, but it's exactly where I need to be to learn the lessons that I need to learn to get to where I want to go. That's it. One thing that I want to definitely note in that is too, like, okay, yeah, you did, you, 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 you take, you, you reflect on what is going well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Look, you've been, you've been, you've been killing it, right? You've, you've been showing up every day. You've been showing up, doing the things, putting, putting your effort in and things have been going well. And then you, that one time you didn't show up. And it's like, yes, let me remember the things that are good. Let me be grateful for the things that um, that have gone well. Mm -hmm. But also don't when in that contentment, in that, you know, what I, I did mess up this time, but it's all right. Don't take that as let me keep messing up because it's all right. <laughs> I think there's a, there's that point where it's like we're not we're not saying necessarily look be content when things don't go well and just let it keep going well that's not what it is it's you know be okay you you can mess up and it's okay it, it's okay when you do mess up and it's okay to understand like break down that situation and figure out what actually happened what was in your control what was in your control but refocus because you can do better if you if, if the situation is actually meant for you, you can continue to move forward. And in moving forward, you continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I love so you that. Can't stay, I love that. You can't stay there in that nope. mess up. You cannot stay there. Oh, there's there's so much in that. We're gonna get to that in another episode. Cause I have a lot to say about that. So I'm gonna just put a pen in it, a mental pen. pen. Karen, you got Myself. some words of wisdom for this week. Absolutely. I sure do. 
So words of wisdom for this week are coming from my sermon notes, ironically, just because a lot of it was related to content and I just drew so much wisdom from it. It was so rich, but something that I want to hone in on and that are also the words of wisdom for the week. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. One more time. <laughs> I got you. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Jeez. Jeez, Louisers. Could you break that down? Sure. So I think um, if you've read the Bible a little bit, you don't have to be an expert. But when we think about faith, it's um, blindly walking in the direction of something. And when it comes to faith as um, a follower of Christ, just thinking about how we follow him um, speaks to what we believe to be true. And when you show up, when you show up in your faith, that's actually living out the truth that God is telling the truth and that his promises are real, not only to you, but that they apply to your life. And when you live like he's telling the truth, his promises apply to you. That's all that is. Bet. Thank Bet. you so much for that. Appreciate you. You always got the words of wisdom for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You was a real job. one. <laughs> so with that, with that being said, everybody, um, we hope you have a great and content, ambitiously content week. And we will see y'all next week, Tuesday. Thank you again. My name is Martell. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. And we'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.